0: Hello, and welcome to Fishnets and Phantoms podcast. This is your host, Amy shoff Today is April Fool's Day. I know the podcast was scheduled for yesterday on the 31st, but it's April Fool's Day. Fooled ya. Uh, Okay. I'm just going to put together a couple poems that I read and uh, have them out there for you to listen to. They're a little bit... Melancholy, a little bit um, gloomy sort of poems. Most of them are from the 1800s, and they're some of my favorites. So I hope you enjoy them, and I'll see you guys again on the 13th. Enjoy, stay home, keep your hands washed, keep your noses clean. Take care. Spellbound by Emily Bronte The night is darkening round me The wild winds coldly blow, but a tyrant's spell has bound me and I cannot, cannot go. The giant trees are bending, their bare boughs weighed with snow, and the storm is fast descending, and yet I cannot go. Clouds beyond clouds above me, wastes beyond wastes below, but nothing drear can move me. I will not, I cannot go. Haunted Houses by Hedry Wadsworth Longfellow. All houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors the harmless phantoms on their errands glide, with feet that make no sound upon the floors. We meet them at the doorways on the stairs. Along the passages they come and go, impalpable impressions on the air a sense of something moving to and fro. There are more guests at table than the host invited. The illuminated hall is thronged with quiet, inoffensive ghosts, as silent as the pictures on the wall. The stranger at my fireside cannot see the forms I see, nor hear the sounds I hear. He but perceives what is well unto me, All that has been is visible and clear. We have no title deeds to house or lands, Owners and occupants of earlier dates, From graves forgotten stretch their dusty hands And hold in mountains still their old estates. The spirit world around this world is sense, Floats like an atmosphere, and everywhere Wefts through these earthly mists and vapors dense, a vital breath of more ethereal air. Our little lives are kept in equipoise, in opposite attractions and desires. The struggle of the instinct that enjoys and the more noble instinct that it aspires. These perturbations in this perpetual jar of earthly wants and aspirations high comes from the influence of an unseen star an undiscovered planet of our sky and as the moon from some dark gate of cloud throws o'er the sea a floating bridge of light across whose trembling planks our fancies crowd into the realm of mystery and night so from the world of spirits there descends a bridge of light connecting it with this or whose unsteady floor that sways and bends wander our thoughts above the dark abyss. Her Strong Enchantments Failing by Alfred Edward Hausman. Her strong enchantments failing, her towers of fear in wreck, her limbic stride of poisons and the knife at her neck, the queen of air and darkness begins to shrill and cry. Oh, young man, oh, my slayer, tomorrow you shall die. O oh, queen of air and darkness, I think tis true, you say, and I shall die tomorrow, but you shall die today. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as someone gently rapping, rapping on my chamber door. 'Tis a visitor, I muttered, tapping on my chamber door, only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow vainly I had sought to borrow from my books a circus of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here. For evermore, and the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating breath of my heart, I stood repeating, "Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door." Tis that and nothing more presently my soul grew stronger hesitating than no longer sir said I or madam truly your forgiveness I implore but the fact is I was napping and so gently you came rapping and so faintly you came tapping tapping at my chamber door that I scarce was sure I heard you here I opened wide the door Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting. Dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence wasn't broken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only word there spoken was that whispered word. Lenore? This I whispered, and an echo murmured back, the word Lenore, merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard the tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely this is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what threat it is in this mysterious thing explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore, till the wind. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, then, when with many a flirt and flutter, there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least subsistence made he, not the Minute to stop, or stayed he, but, with mine of lord or lady perched upon my chamber door, perched upon a bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the craven stern decorum of the countenance it wore, though thy chest be shorn shaven thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled this uncainly foul to hear discourse so plainly, Though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being Ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, Bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above this chamber door, With such a name as Nevermore. But the raven sitting lonely on the placid bust spoke only, that one word as if his soul is in that one word he did output nothing farther than he uttered not a feather than he fluttered till i scarcely more than muttered other friends have flown before on the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before then the bird said nevermore Startled, at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken doubtless said i what it utters is only stock and store caught from some unhappy master whom a merciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs and burden bore till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never nevermore but the raven still beguiling all my fancy into smiling straight i wheeled a cushioned seat in front of the bird and the and, door then upon that velvet sinking i betook myself to linking fancy upon fancy into thinking what this ominous bird of yore what this grim ungainly ghastly gaunt and ominous bird of yore meant by creaking nevermore this i sat engaging in guessing but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom, bosom's core this and more i sat divining with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that happen that lamp-like loaded o'er but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight glowing over, Shall press? She shall press. Ah, nevermore. Then we thought the air grew denser, Perfumed from an unseen censer, Swung by a seraphim, Whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God has lent thee, By these angels he hath sent thee. Respite, respite, and nepenthe from my memories of lamor. Quaff, oh quaff, this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed thee ashore desolate yet undaunted on this desert land enchanted on this home by horror haunted tell me truly i implore is there is there balm and Gilead? tell me tell me i implore quoth the raven nevermore Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by thy heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this sorrow, with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels named Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels named Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie that thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Evermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door. His eyes have all the seeming of a demon's. That is dreaming and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow upon the floor and my soul from out that shadow lies floating on the door, shall be lifted nevermore.